Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer. No, I'm not in a good mood. No, I'm not in a good mood. Now, that could be a good thing or that could be a bad thing. It's not that I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a, uh, uh, I get little tinglies running through me today. Little tinglies running through me. Good morning. So I'm going to, I'm uh, because I want to be a good boy and want to behave, I'm going to go right now to Myra before I get going to where I'm going. Because once I get there, I ain't never coming back to Myra. I know that right now. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Good morning, uh, Harold. The reading today is going to be from John 15, 13 through 16. John 15, 13 through 16. It's on the screen. Yes. Greater love, it is written, greater love hath no man that this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I command you. Wait a minute. If. Wait a minute. You are my friends, period. You are my friends, period. Or comma. You are my friends, comma, if. Go ahead, Myra. If you do whatsoever I command you. What if you don't do whatsoever he commands you? Are you his friend? Woo! Go on, Myra. Yes, coach. Henceforth. From here on. From here from on. Here on. From here on, I call you not servants. I don't call you servants. I don't. From now on, I'm not calling you servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things I have heard of my father I have made known unto you. So he's calling you friends if you do whatsoever he commands you. And he says, I'm going to call you friends now because I've told you the whole thing. I've given you the whole scoop here. So I'm going to call you friends now, he says. You're not servants. You're my friends. Can you count on your friends? Go ahead, Myra. Yes, coach. Ye have not chosen me. Wow. But I have chosen you. So you mean to tell me that they've been telling me all these years that all I got to do is ask Jesus into my heart? That's all I got to do? So the choice I get to, I'm, wow. What if I don't choose him? Hmm, go ahead. Yes. Right, doesn't I, matter. Doesn't matter. Why? He chose me. But I have chosen you and ordained you that huh? he Go ahead. I'm just thinking as you read. I told you, I think as I read. That ye should go and bring forth fruit, 
that your fruit shall remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give if you. If we just did, if we just did and believed those four verses, I wouldn't even have to have a show. That whatsoever you, <clears throat> that whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So if we ask the Father to protect our children from transgenderism drag queen shows, uh, would he do that? Or is he lying? Oh, wait a minute. No, he said, wait a minute. No, no, we got it wrong here. He said, uh, 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 henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord wants you to do. He said, I, I, he said, I want to protect those children. So I'm going to call you friends. I'm reading up here. I'm going to call you friends. I'm not going to call you servants. I'm going to call you friends because you know what you're supposed to do. I, I, am I misreading mis this? So in fact, I reached out, I chose you. I've been watching you your whole life, and I chose you. You and you and you and you and you. I chose all of you. Why? And I ordained you because you're going to bring forth good fruit. I need, I need somebody to go out there and get, pick that fruit for me. Somebody needs to do it. And that fruit that I'm, it's going to remain. And what's really good about this is now that I'm calling you friend, whatever you ask of the Father, my name, he will give it to you. Dudes! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Obey! <laughs> go ahead, Myra. Oh, yes, I've Coach. Been, you've been on me since about 3.30 this morning. Go ahead. Yes, Coach. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, joy, and grace on you in jesus name amen amen myra amen 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 and amen and amen and i get right here i ask myself this question and this is where we're heading today <clears throat> what if we thought we could win What if we thought we could win? I look, I look across. I got about 30 things right here I can throw up on it. What if we thought we could win? Can somebody help me? Can somebody help me? Can you believe that we only win in the end and fight now? Can you Can we, can, can you have that belief? Huh? It's like uh, when I was coaching football and we would lose a game, uh, people would say, well, boys, um, we're proud of you for the way that you played. You represented this school with such honor, and that's real victory. And you know what I was saying inside of me? B.S. That wasn't real victory. We had a chance to win. He fumbled the football. He jumped off sides. He grabbed the face mask. He was afraid to block the guy over him. What do you mean we got victory? Folks, victory's in the results. 
Oh, I see those hands going up already. Uh, look, look, look here a second. Uh, I was asking myself this this morning. I got my war gear on. Pull up Second Thessalonians. Where is it? Because I'm going to I'm going to ask you something here. Where is it, Spencer? I'm sorry, I didn't number them today. I was in the middle of doing. You got it for me. Okay. A double-minded man, the Bible says, is unstable in all of his ways. Let him expect nothing from God. Can you believe things are going to get worse and better at the same time? Can you have that belief? Or is that a double-minded man? Things are only going to get worse, and then Jesus is going to return. Can you have that mindset and believe for victory today? I say no. I say a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And I would say this, that 99% of the church does not believe there's anything we can do to stem the advancement of evil. Would somebody give me a thought? Anybody agree with that but me? Amen. The 99% of the church thinks there's nothing that we can do. It's only going to get worse. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, you act. You act. And so I was struck this morning when the Lord led me to this verse And the Lord asked me this question, and I'm going to ask you this question as well. First of all, nobody answered me. Can you think you're going to win and think you're going to lose at the same time? Is that possible? Is that possible to think you're going to win and to think you're going to lose at the same time? And every time I hear somebody say, well, coach, we win in the end. That's just like people saying to our team after we got beat, well, you boys played honorably. It's the same mindset. You hear me? You damn right our boys played honorably. That's the way we coached them. We coached them to play honorably so they would win. And the American church today is teaching you to, is coaching you to play honorably when you lose. Coach, I said, Lord, why do you want me to read this today? I don't know, but he does, so I am. Now I'm going to ask you a question. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Somebody help me out, some Bible scholar out there, can you tell me? When 2 Thessalonians was probably written, would somebody find that for me? Was it was 2 Thessalonians written like in 1980 or uh, 1973 or 19, I don't know, 47? When was, uh, second Thess- when was 2 Thessalonians written? Around 51 to 52 AD. <clears throat> what? 18 years after the death of Jesus Christ? 18 years? That, that's what I'm getting in the search. I okay. And so it says that the mystery of iniquity was already at work in A.D. 85. Yes or no? 
Now, somebody else have any good math for me? How long ago was AD 85? Somebody do that real quick. How long ago was that? AD 85 to AD 2022. Anybody doing that math? You're waiting on me to do it. 1,915 years. 1,915 years? The mystery of iniquity has been at work that long, huh? Wow. Only he who now blocks him will be taken out of the way. That's probably the Holy Spirit, be my guess. And then, after the Holy Spirit's taken out of the way, then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. Help me out here. The Lord's going to expose the wicked man, and then out of the, boom, out of the spirit of his mouth, he's consumed? Am I, am I reading this wrong? And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. When the Holy Spirit really, really shows up in full power, evil disintegrates. That's the way I read it. Boom. It's been at work for how long, Angie? 1,900 and whatever years? And it says even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. For 1,900, how many years, Angie? I should write it down. 1,915 years. His power has been at work. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, hey, Myra, what cause? And for this Cause righteousness. How about this? Can I say it? Can I say it another way? And because of this, and because of this, because of what? Because of what? Because they received not the love of the truth. Boom. We don't love the truth. Amen. Because we don't love the truth, God's going to do something. He's going to send a strong delusion. And because of this, God, not the devil, not Satan, not the falling angels. No, no. 1,915 years ago, this was written. Because we don't love the truth, God's going to send them a delusion that they would believe a lie. Spencer, what's a delusion? That'd be a good thing to ask Mr. Webster. D.E. The act of deluding, deception, a misleading of the mind, false representation, illusion, error, or mistake proceeding from false views. By the way, that mystery of iniquity has been at work for 1915 years. Angie just told us. Go back, Spence. So 
want to ask you this today. Here's here's where I'm heading today. And because of this, verse 11, God shall send them a strong belief in lies. God's going to send it to them. That they might all be damned. You didn't believe the truth. Now, here's my question. What is that strong delusion? That's what he sent. That is what he sent. A strong delusion. It would be so strong that we would believe a lie, and that delusion would come from God himself. It says right there. Not the devil. In this working of what we call this anti-Christ spirit, been at work a long, long time. So what's the delusion? Because it doesn't say plural. It says, and for this cause, God shall send them a strong singular delusion. And that delusion that the Lord's going to send them, which is a form of judgment, is going to cause them to believe a lie. Oh, I got so, I, I want, oh, I'm stuck in the middle. So I'm stuck here in the middle. <clears throat> Can I tell you what I think the delusion is? No, I don't want to do that yet. See, here's my dilemma as I sit here right now doing this show. Once I let all of you come in and start talking, this is going to go a different direction. But I want to hear from you what you think the delusion is. But as soon as I let you come in, tell me what you think the delusion is. This program is going to go a whole different direction. So bear with me a second. I want to ask a question here. What if we thought we could win? What if... Okay, I heard you, Lord. Spencer, I'm going to play a two-minute promo. Where is it? Where is it? Hell on earth in Wheeling. I just want to use this as an example. Hell on earth in Wheeling. Two-minute, this is going on in Wheeling, West Virginia, right now, December 2nd, 3rd. Hell on earth in Wheeling. Two minutes, go ahead and play During Christmas season! You can buy tickets. You can buy tickets to go see it, take your kids to it. Hell on earth, Christmas season in Wheeling. Here's my question. Are things just going to get worse? 
Or could the church stop this? The church has complete power to stop this. They refuse to because they're paid. I'm going to ask it again. Is the delusion that has been sent to us because we don't love the truth, is the delusion the idea that there isn't anything we can do about it? Is that the delusion? Boom. Is the delusion that it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse? Is that the delusion? Is it is the delusion that who are you to judge? Is it the delusion, the church of nice? What is the delusion that the Lord is sending? And I want to ask this very simple question. I know some of you are itching to get in there. Bear with me a second. Uh, oh, Lord. I'm troubled today. I'm deeply troubled in my soul today. And we're believing lies. Will you bear with me a second? Can I read what I wrote today? Can I? Would you bear with me if I did that? Keep it's going, Coach. Show. Keep going. Okay, thanks, Chad. Pull up my commentary. <clears throat> and I want you to think, I want, as, you, as I'm reading this, I want you to ask yourself, what's the delusion? What's that delusion? What's that delusion? They always change the title of my commentaries. I don't know. The title of my commentary was No Gospel at All. By the way, it's December 1st. Hell's breaking loose and wheeling, and ain't nobody gives a damn. Sometimes I feel like a broken record, and sometimes I'm sure many of you reading what I write feel like I'm a broken record. But the truth is the truth, no matter how many times I say it, and a lie is a lie no matter how many times we repeat it. Only the truth can set us free, to paraphrase the King of Kings. Recently, I've spent some time reviewing some of my previous commentaries, some written over 15 years ago. And if you don't mind me patting myself on the back, it's amazing how spot on I have been over the years. We're in the mess we are in because the church, especially those passing as pastors, have been preaching to us a different gospel. <clears throat> Paul, called it, Paul called it no gospel at all, despite what you might opine about it. So I've used this in here. I marvel, Paul said, that you're turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Delusion, different gospel. Delusion, different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert, pervert the gospel of Christ. But if even if we or an angel from heaven preached any other gospel, so there must be another gospel. To you, then what we've preached to you, let them be a curse. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel, must be another one. And there must be a delusion going on because people are believing another gospel, I think. Stay with me. I'm referring to the gospel of nice. Interestingly, if you do a word search, you'll fail to find the word nice in any reference to the teaching of the gospel of kingdom of God. It simply is not there. The gospel of the kingdom is not about individual people. It's about the advancement of the kingdom of God here on earth. You remember the now publicly illegal 
recitation of the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What the heck does that mean? Most pastors teach that Satan rules the world. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm talking about delusion delusion today. Folks, Satan was defeated at the cross. All power was given unto his son. Read it right here. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Period. So if the son has all power, how much power does Satan have? None. Oh, my goodness. Folks, God simply, God doesn't simply win in the end. He is winning now, right now, here on earth. Amen. Isaiah says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. The increase, the impact, the the authority, the amount of control, there shall be no end, ever increasing. Is God a liar? Is he confused? How can his power increase if Satan controls the earth? How can God's power increase if Satan is in control of the earth? Am I making anybody nervous? Oh, I have so much more to say. I'm not a theologian, but I can read and I can think. Stay with me here. What does the church actually believe Christ was ruling and reigning here and now? Time out a minute. Do you guys think the church believes that? Do you guys think the church believes that Jesus Christ is ruling and reigning, all power given unto him, heaven and earth right now? Do you think the church believes that? You don't even have to answer. Right now, here, today, what if he, as he said, had given all power unto us? Today, here now, what did he mean when he said, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all power given unto me in heaven and earth, you then go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the age. What if the church actually believed that the advancement of God's kingdom was in direct relationship to his command to go and teach? What would have happened if we purposely went and taught? We went to schools, colleges, and governments, and individuals, and experts. How do we hope to advance a kingdom if our king is not in power? Satan's a defeated foe, folks. Get that off for me, Spence. Satan's a defeated foe. Where did I find that? I lost it. Christ triumphed over him on the cross. The Bible says he spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphant over them in it. Can someone please show me where Satan's authority has ever increased? It doesn't exist. Are there any examples where Christians have even attempted to overthrow the works of wicked Satanists at work in this nation. Can you show me an example, any place? What if the church in Wheeling said no to this mess? 
and wheeling. Oh, we can't. We can't. Why? Because it's only going to get worse. We win in the end. I think that's a delusion. So then I put that quote in that I read the other day. I'm not going to read it to you from James Kunstler. No attempt has ever, listen to me. No attempt has ever been made by the Christian establishment to try to win. Somebody give me a thumbs up. Can you name one place, one time, anywhere where the establishment Christianity tried to win? Made an effort to win. To all the parishioners, everybody in the church, we're all going to unify and we are going to turn back darkness. One unified effort by his body. The answer is no. Why? Because we don't know if all power has been given unto the church. We haven't even tried to fight back. We just submit. Wait on the rapture. We win in the end. Hey, I'm preaching better than your amen. Such thinking makes me want to barf. And I think the Lord feels the same way. He said, I know your works. Doesn't say he knows your heart. Doesn't say he knows your love. Doesn't say he knows your devotion. He says, I know your works. That you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either hot or cold. So then, because you're not hot or cold, because you're lukewarm, I'm going to vomit you. I wish this wasn't in the Bible. Now, wait a minute. It doesn't apply to us because we're in the end times. <laughs> and so <laughs> we can't do anything about it. <laughs> I spent a career as a high school coach. I never played a game or coached in a game where we went into the game thinking we would lose. My life's mantra has remained consistent. If you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. Does the church think we can win? Now is our only hope in this mess that we are in, is our only hope the return of Christ to settle the score? That's our only hope, really? We can't do anything about them cutting off penises? We can't do anything about teaching transgender. We can't do anything about that. Huh? We can't do anything about the mockery of God in our government. We can't do anything about coach. It's just going to wax worse and worse. Bam. What if Christ really was in control? What if he was waiting for someone to pick up a stone? Grab a spear. Stand up and speak up. What if he was powerless without a vessel to work through? What if he was waiting for you to do something? That's the delusion right there. What difference can I make? What if the church was his weapon? Ponder that. What if he really wanted us to go and teach? What if the advancement of the devil's kingdom was nothing more than surrendered ground by defeatists, cowardly, 
Christian leadership. What if the devil's only winning because we submit, we surrender? That would look a lot like the devil's winning, wouldn't it? Our surrender would look like he's winning. What if Satan, I'm sorry, I lost my point. What if it was available? What if the advance of the kingdom was dependent on our willingness to fight? What if Satan only had control of what we'd surrendered to him? The gospel of defeat, the gospel of surrender, the gospel of nice. Jesus told us to occupy till I come. When we, what will we think if we make it to the other side and look back over our shoulder and realize, why, we could have won. If only we had tried a victorious gospel triumphant over death, hell, and the grave, and evil, a victorious church. A cowardly, submissive, throw-in-the-towel gospel. That's no gospel at all. Now, I want you to, I, I want you to think about it. I'm going to open it up here. Hang on. Hang on. Hey, listen, I don't care if you agree with me. I don't care. I'm going to tell you something. I think the delusion is we are living out a powerless gospel because we've been taught that there isn't anything we can do about it. That's what I think the delusion is. Amen. That's, Amen. that's what I think. That's what I think. Oh. And we're, he already told us, because you're not doing a damn thing, but I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I'm going to, you make me puke. Jesus said. He went to the cross He died on the cross. He conquered death, hell, the grave. He destroyed the works of the devil. And we can't even stop transgenderism in our schools. Because the Bible says it's only going to get worse, coach. We haven't even tried. We haven't even tried. If any, we haven't even tried to win. Where I live here in Licking County, Ohio, let me tell you something. The church hasn't even tried to win. We don't even we don't even show up for the game. We don't even know there's a game. And the devil comes along and says, Oh, libraries? Let's go take over the libraries. And the church says, it's going to get worse. They got the libraries now. And we say, well, schools. Hey, they're going to try to take over the schools. And the church says, oh, 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 oh it's going to get worse. Jesus is coming. It's unfreaking believable. It's so unbelievable that God, our Father, sent his son and died a violent death, conquered all that. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest. He would destroy, annihilate the works of the devil, and we won't even do anything to try to win today. You know what he says? Come on, Silver. I ain't nearly done. I know you're not. (laughs) Thinking to win? 
No, we know to win. We have the tools to win. All we need is the motivation and the action to win. Hey, Joe, Joe, what would what would winning look like, Joe? War. It would, wouldn't it? It would look like war. Because we would take the action necessary uh, to try and win souls to Christ, disciple them in the process, and on the other end of the spectrum, fix things politically in this country. Joe, things are just going to get worse. You're damn right they're going to get worse. Because we're going to get more active than ever before. That's what we have to do. Rochelle. Hey, good morning. Um, I never thought that the delusion would be sent to his children. I thought the delusion was sent to those who love the lie and hated God. Um, That would be his children, children, wouldn't it? No, his his children children do not hate God. No, his His, children should not hate him. His children are accepting homosexuality. His children children aren't. I'm not accepting it. You're not accepting it. We don't love the lie. I think the delusion is for those who love the lie. And that's why they think they came from monkeys and that they're spinning out of control with no real destination. Because they're being taught a different gospel. They're not being taught any gospel. They're not accepting anything. They don't believe in a creator God, period, so that they can do whatever they want. The delusion is for them. Rochelle, do you believe that we could end... Drag queen story hours? Yes. Why don't we? Um, Leadership. George, come on in. George Mooney, McCloy. Come on in, George. Teresa, go ahead while George gets, maybe there's a delay sometimes here. Teresa, you ready? Go, Teresa. Go, Craig. Go, Angie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll tell you what the problem is. Comfort. Comfort is the real cancer. People don't want to give up their big houses, their fancy cars, their treasure that took them all their life to to get. They don't want to kick in a door. They want to be comfortable. Is that the delusion, Craig? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Angie. Okay. I'm sorry. Who is it? Go ahead. Coach Dave. Yes. Go, George. Go, George. I, I, I didn't mean to butt in like that. I apologize. No, go, no. I called on you. Go ahead. Yeah. Here, the, here's how I see it. Um, the the lie today, we have to be nice. Oh, it's okay. Um, this is just how the world is today. You've got to accept the homosexuality. You've got to accept what's going on. Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? Be yeah. nice. Love You're everybody. not to judge. You're not to judge. Well, right. here it is. I can't stand for lawlessness anymore. I can't stand it. I can't stand for what's going on. It's not right. We have to take a stand, and I'm willing. So here I am. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'll get Chad in here in a second. Julie, I, I'm sorry if I messed up. Who, who's next? Uh, I called in Angie. Go ahead, Angie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to – I just. I think it's important that we keep this perspective in mind. We try to look at things from a macro level, and I think we need to look at it our victories at micro level. So if we're looking at it every day, 
when your feet hit the floor, you should be you should be clothed and and ready for the battle that you're about to begin every day. But the point of it is, is you get up and you get into that battle and you get into that fight every day. And so I think it's important that we have that understanding that we're all part of that battle. And so we need to be working at that level to be able to um, get up and keep moving and, and be victorious. And, and part of that is just getting out and going and doing. And too many Angie, people does, are does it, Angie, does the church think we can win, Angie? No, they're spectators. They're not players. And that's what okay. we're looking for, our players. There are too many Amen. spectators. Player, spectators will never win or lose because they don't do anything but sit there and spectate. They just watch what's going on, and they have no Amen. opinions about it. Or they do have an opinion, like you said, like, oh, you played a good game, and it was, you know, you did the best you can, and it was, you know, a good and virtuous game or whatever. But they are not in the game. They're, they refuse <laughs> to get themselves in the game. Amen. Amen, Julie. Uh, you're making the same point Rochelle was making, I believe. I agree with you. Julie, come on in, then Jeff. Thanks, Kevin. It's a great show. Um, I believe the delusion is <clears throat> within the church. People have fear of just what's being, the lies being spread out on the media. Like, you know, I don't know how many people I've run into in the church that got the shot and all this other stuff. It's just crazy. So it's a judgment of God, Julie. It's a strong delusion that the people in the church would believe a lie. This is directed at people. You can say whether they're all in or not all in. He's definitely talking to his people who are deluded. And he said, I've had enough of it. You guys have been playing patty cakes with the devil. I've had enough of it. You make me want to puke and you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm going to send such delusion your way that you've already chosen. You're going to follow that path. Here you go, baby. That's the way I see it. Jeff. Coach, how many times do we get the kids ready? High school baseball game coming up. We got the East Knox Bulldogs in the locker room, and Danville's coming to our field. If Danville doesn't show up, what is it? It's a forfeit. forfeit. That's what we got, a forfeit gospel. We got a lot of a forfeit gospel. I'll, I'll use that. Randy, play, then Randy. Play, then Randy. Well, Coach, I'd like to use a football analogy to uh, uh, about – what will happen if you decide that you can win? And in 1954, Paul Bear Bryant took over Texas A&M as head coach, and he took a bunch of boys down to Junction, Texas. He took about 100 of them down there. They were losing in the Southwest Conference. They, they had a terrible record, and they all felt hopeless. And he took them boys out to Junction, Texas, and ran a painful, excruciating boot camp. And people were running out in the middle of the night and leaving like POWs trying to escape a camp from that place. And after it was all said and done, he got down and weeded it down to just enough people to play on a football team. And then two years later, he had the toughest guys that had confidence in each other and they loved they loved each other and they weren't going to accept any wimps to come on that team. And two years later, they went 9-0-1 and they won the Southwest Conference. They and must not have known. That's what, that's what it'll look like for us if we get no, Clay, a confident team and a coach. Clay, no, we lose. We lose all the way through, and then God wins. In the, God wins. But sorry, but all of us on the team, we all lose. He wins. We we all lose. It's crazy. It's it's unbelievable. It's a delusion. It's a delusion that somehow we advance the gospel by losing. It's unbelievable, Randy. Coach, I'll say what I've said a hundred times before. Uh, as long 
as we have an escapism gospel and a futurism kingdom. It's going to always be this way for those people that believe that they're they're always going to have that default position. We we can win in the end, and we're gonna they don't they're not going to ever be activists. So the the delusion part of it is, coach, is is that very false teaching itself. The people that don't want to be, obey God and serve God, most of those fall into that category. I'm sorry, but and when coach, look at you when you've come a long way since you've understood that the kingdom is now, it's now, it's forever. It's never going to change. It's forever. When, when you come to that knowledge and that truth, that's a truth. That's more than knowledge. That is when you will, it will kick in and you'll go, I don't care about the future. All I care about is this kingdom. It'll all take care of itself in that way. Amen. Advancing his kingdom, advancing his kingdom. And as Silver said the other day, we've got to get people saved. But getting people saved doesn't advance the kingdom if we don't disciple them and train them how to fight. We don't, we're not, we don't advance the kingdom without some opposition. We've got to fight to advance the kingdom. Tim, come on in. And Janine. Jesus is not a future king. He is a king now. Right and now, baby. Right when, now, Tim. When He's ruling for, and reigning right now. When we look for leadership out there, when God puts his spirit and his power in here, we are dropping the ball. <laughs> Good job, coach. Amen. He's just looking for somebody to pick up a stone. That's all he's doing. He works through people. You think they can't end that drag queen story hour in Wheeling? Give me a break. We don't want to. Janine. Everything, and I mean everything, could be ended if we remember what he's constantly telling us to do, to keep his commandments. And if you could find it to read the first four, you would see why the church is failing. Well, keep the commandments and teach them to observe also all I've commanded you. We don't even do that. We don't Amen. even. We, we have given over the teaching of truth to our children. We, we don't even try anymore. We don't even try. Churches don't even do it. Don't even do it. By the way, that's why God rejected them, because they rejected the truth. He said, okay, dudes, here you go. Men can be women. <laughs> you want to believe this crap? Here you go. Men can be women. There you go. Chew on that a while, babe. Huh? He's sending the delusion. Paul. It's more of a question, Coach. Um, we keep referring to the church. I thought each individual is his own church. I, I Maybe I'm just confused. I don't rely on the church for anything. No, no, Paul, but we're a body. We, we cannot deny we're his body. We are his body. They call it the church. Some call it the ecclesia or the ecclesia, whatever. But the reality is we are his body. He works through his body. I don't know about you, me, Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, I live in a body. I work through the body. My body is not me. I live in this body, and I work through this body. But I yielded myself. I died to myself, and I said, hey, Jesus, come on in here and live here. You, hey, come on down here. You live here, and I'll do whatever you tell me to do, and I'll go wherever you tell me to go, and I'll say wherever you tell me to go, because I've been crucified with you, and I live, and I think if I carry you into any situation, you're going to get victory there, but I won't take him. Amen. I won't take him. I won't take him. 
right? Emma. I'd like to know, Betty Perkins, what time I'm supposed to be at your house on Friday so we can close that place down and feeling <laughs> it's not far from where you live and I know how to get there. Amen. We'll talk been, more about that. We'll talk more about it if anybody be interested. I was ready to go, but and no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See? I, yeah, I'm ready other, to go. All the, all the other Christians are gonna make fun of you, they're gonna call you names, right? Because see, they believe they, they believe the lie. There's a strong delusion upon them. Hey Betty, you go to that big friends church? And where you go to that great big old big friends church? I used uh, to. Uh, oh, could they go stop that thing, you think? Could they, could they at least go expose the unfruitful works of darkness? Could he go, they do that? Hey, Betty, will they? No. Do you know why? The Lord sent a strong delusion. They believe in a lie. They believe they're not supposed to. Craig, come on in, then Jack. Hey, somebody. Hang on a second, Craig. I'm all over today. Go, Craig. I think the bigger question to ask isn't that did, didn't Christ defeat satan at the cross the question is is why is he allowed satan to still have the opportunity to enter into the hearts and minds of man and to silver's point if the opportunity still exists for that then the battle is for the hearts and minds of man mankind because if all mankind all eight billion which we just theoretically passed this last month said I don't want anything to do with Satan, his minions, or anything with that. He would have no power on this earth. That's right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> he has no power. But, All but, power. but why has the Lord left the opportunity for him to enter into the hearts and minds of man? Well, that's why we have to go and teach. Go and teach. <laughs> teach them to observe. That's what we're supposed to do. Not let them do what they want. We're supposed to go and teach. But not us. We don't mix this secular and the sacred. Oh no. We don't get involved with politics. I mean, we win like, in the end, Coach. Yeah, well, that's it. We win in the end. We get evacuated in the end. By the way, hang on, Jack. I'll be right there. Diane, I'll be right there. Pull up for me real quickly. Walmart. Now look, folks, ask yourself this question. Hang on, Jack, Diana. How did the L-G-D-P-Q-R-S-T-U-X-W-Y-X-Z. How did they get so much power? Why is it Walmart's bending their knees to the deviants? Why are churches bowing their knees to the deviants? Why is TSC bowing their knee to the deviants? Why Walmart's woke Walton family funneling millions into LGBT activist causes, drag shows for kids, and DEI program, Walmart. Now, if the minority of deviant sex sexologists out there can control Walmart, could the church control Walmart? I'm going to ask it again. Could the church have more influence on Walmart than the deviant sexuals? Coach, it's just going to get worse. We're just going to get worse. That's all. That's all it goes. It's just going to get worse. Jesus will come and get us out of here. And by the way, when he comes to getting out of us, he's going to have a barf bag with him. Jack, come on in. Pull up Exodus eighteen twenty, Coach. Exodus eighteen twenty. Case closed. 
And you shall teach them ordinances, the laws, and shall show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. End, end of story. Work yeah, must be that, done. Yeah. Get that. Quit, quit bringing that Old Testament in here, Jack. That's part of your problem. Diana. Got to unmute, Diana. Maybe you're on a delay there. Uh, what am I? What's that? So, okay, pull, pull up, Diane. I'm still waiting on you, dear. Jock, come on in, Jock. Morning, everybody. I just Morning. got this on my heart right now. Um, you know, we win by, we win by getting to the nucleus of these people's hearts. This is how God loved us. He loves us with all His heart. We need to be the example of that. That's what he wants us to do. You don't, fit a, you don't fix a leaky roof by replacing a shingle. Hmm. You fix a leaky roof by ripping the shingles off and getting to the source of the problem. And then- we need not sit here and be judgmental. We have, if it takes our whole lives just to love on one or two people to change them into what God wants them to be. That's the problem. We need to love on them. Everybody's, we're not loving on each other. We've got to love each other. I'm sorry. Well, we have to love the truth. Jock, we have to love the truth first. We don't love the truth. We don't love the truth. Now, if I confront a transgender parent, it's not that I don't love them. It's that I love the truth. Jesus, they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? He said, there's only two. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. That's it. All, all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind. What's the great commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And then the second one, he says, well, there's really another one. And it's sort of like the first one. Uh, you love your neighbor as yourself. Do you like being lied to? Do you like being lied to? Then why would you allow somebody to lie somebody else? If you love your neighbor as yourself. But see, if you love him, he is the truth. You will love the truth first more than you love people. I'm sorry. I love the Lord more than I love people. Amen. I stand up and I speak the truth to people because I love the Lord. I'm loyal to the Lord. Some people don't like it. Diana, can you get in here yet? Do you want to get in? Yes, uh, I finally got it to work. Thank you. Maybe you can pull up there, Mark one twenty-two. Uh, Mark one twenty-two. Yeah, Mark one twenty-two and twenty-eight. This is a confirmation to my Bible study two days ago. I actually wrote in the margin of my Bible, "Satan has no authority." Um, and, and they, they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority, and not as the scribes. Satan has no authority, Diana. Right. Neither Satan has no authority. He only is able to do what we permit him to do. That's all Satan can do. And 28 there. 28. And forthwith, immediately. When the, that's, what forth, that's what forthwith means. Yeah. And immediately, his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. Must be 27 there. Must 27. Be 27. And, oh, and they were all amazed. And so much that they questioned among themselves, saying, what thing is this? 
What new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. I'll be damned. Yep. And Titus 2.15 says, you know, rebuke with all authority. And Luke 10.19 says, I've given you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Um, So recently I've been uh, counseling four foster children who have been through terrible abuses um, where they've been beaten into um, comas, uh, been with their parents when they both died. I mean, just terrible things. And, and, you know, they, they are put in this world with all of these things coming up against them. And I just decided I'm going to take the authority over these demonic spirits that are attacking these children. Church doesn't even talk about that stuff, Diane. Church doesn't even believe in that stuff. I know that one little girl was cutting herself and I gave her the Bible scripture about the man that cut himself. She did not know anything about that. Another student said, I want to take that scripture and give it to a a friend of mine who's cutting herself. They don't know any truth. And I was amazed at how these four kids open up and they just opened their hearts. They lifted their hands. They were willing and we have to step out and we have to take the authority that's been given to us and set these people free. Amen. We're supposed to go and teach and we don't. We let the devil teach. Thanks, Diana. Angie. Yeah, Angie, that's what I was on. trying to say. Boom. Yeah, Diane, I, I, I do want to point out one thing with the uh, cutting. I think it's so important to understand the spiritual aspects of cutting that we literally are. And it tells us that we are created in his image. And most people who don't understand the process of cutting is that that is a literal attempt by spiritual oppression or possession to destroy the creation that we are the image that we are created in so when people are cutting and it's mentioned in that bible that person was literally trying to destroy the image of god because we are the image of god we are jesus must be coming in angie that's exactly right and one thing i did one thing i did want to clarify though coach was when he was talking about the first and greatest commandment that the that the um the disciples had asked him about like what is the greatest commandment what is the what is the greatest one um it was he didn't say they were the only ones he just said that these are the greatest and upon these two hinge all the rest of the law all the rest of the commands that we're supposed to do amen 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 angie i gotta move quickly joe allen go joe Well, just look at the demographics of the show here. Got a bunch of old farts in here. Where's the young men and women? What is left going after our our children? That's our fight. Go Joe, after our children. No, you're wasting your time because the rapture's coming, and these young people, they won't even, we, we don't have to worry about them, Joe. They'll, they'll be raptured out. Just look at our demographics here. Randy. Amen to Diana, Coach. She connected something that we have to see. Authority goes hand in hand with the truth. There is no authority in false, deceptive teachings, biblical teachings. That's why the church has nothing to combat this with, Coach. They have no authority. They walk in no truth. I'm telling you, when you get to the truth and you you have authority to combat evil, that's where we're heading. All power has been given unto me. 
both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach them to observe all I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. We don't believe it. See you tomorrow.